welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. The way you paused taking the drink, I'm like, is is she done? Is she done with the drink? Is it gonna happen again? It's because not... I looked at the timer and it was one second, and I was swallowing, and I was like, oh no. Oh, you went there. You said swallowing. That's hilarious. I was drinking coffee. That's what happens when you drink coffee and you have a microphone next to your face. You have to swallow things. Okay, great. So we're firing up the random word generator today. Can you hear Murray in the background? We may have a guest star. <laughs> uh, is he meowing? Yeah. I can't hear him. No, okay, I can't good. Hear him. Is he at the window? <laughs> my guest star. He's at the back door. Last night, he was meowing and scratching my back door so loud. Like, at night, it gets super quiet, so, like, everybody could hear it, that his mom, for all the listeners, I have a guest cat that visits, and um, he actually belongs to, like, the neighbors that live in the back apartment, but he was, like, being so loud last night, and I was just trying to ignore him because I didn't want to deal with him. His mom came out, and she was like, Murray, what are you doing? <laughs> Get in here. It's like the little neighborhood kid that's throwing rocks at the house, and you're like, Murray! <laughs> Get back! You get in this house right now. I was dying. It was so funny. And usually he comes like right when I wake up, but he wasn't here this morning. And I was like, "Oh, he got in trouble." Last yeah, night. no, he was in, he was in timeout last night. Oh, Murray, bud. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, I can hear him like struggling out there right now. Like, let me in. <laughs> poor, poor guy got scolded. Ugh. Well, in that vein, the first word is <laughs> oh, no. try. that is perfect murray is definitely the epitome of like not giving up he tries so hard to get into this apartment is he thomas the tank engine he (laughs) i feel like that's a good analogy for him he has like okay i don't know if i've told you this but um, I leave my bathroom window like open just to crack to let some steam out, whatever. And it's like in the shower, right? And I'm like showering and I hear meowing and I'm just like, whatever, Murray. And, like, I'll be out in a minute. And he's fucking at the window, like trying to claw the screen out of the window to get into the shower. He's like, excuse me, I see you and you're yeah. not hanging out with me and I'm furious. You better let me in that house. Oh my God. He's the worst. He does not give up. He So I put up a, back, a curtain on my back kitchen window because there's like stairs behind my window. So he'll sit on one of the stairs and just stare at me in the apartment. Until I let him in. He's, uh, look, I love him, but he's an, a little asshole. Like, he fucking drives me nuts. So I put up a curtain so now he can't see me. And then he was in here yesterday, and I was, like, working or whatever, and I heard a noise, and I was like, what the hell's going on? And I walked into the kitchen. He's on my dish rack trying to pull this curtain down. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if, if Murray was an adult man, he would be arrested. <laughs> percent yeah he's like terrorizing me and assaulting me like it's I like don't... it's aggravated stalking it's honest like he's breaking in to rip down your curtains so that he can continue to see you look he's so controlling i opened the back door because he was standing by it and i was like dude you want to go out and then he was looking at me like no i don't know why you did that bitch and i was like <laughs> And I was like, okay. So I tried to step outside of my own fucking apartment and this motherfucker grabs my pants with his claws and tries to bite me. He's like, no, 
<laughs> you stay in the house. Oh my god. He's the most abusive boyfriend I've ever had. <laughs> oh man. Murray. He's a lunatic. So yeah, some sometimes I'm just I leave him out there. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude. I can't deal with like you today. He deserves it though, honestly. He, sometimes he really does. He's like definitely a character. He's the only cat I've ever been around who will legitimately like he will grab you with his he'll grab my legs with his claws and be like, no, pay attention to me. <laughs> And if I'm super ignoring him, he will bite the back of my leg and be like, hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm still here. Down here. But here. Hang out with me. He's a little asshole. Oh, my God. So, so yeah. circling, circling back to the word try in the, the, the Thomas the Train. Did you ever watch Thomas the Train? I mean, when I was little, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely never watched it. And I, oh, the really? only thing I ever know about it is the like I think I can I think I can I think I can but I'm pretty sure that was just like a one-off episode like that wasn't um, like a I think it was like a re- reoccurring theme in like the the books and the tv show and stuff there's but books there are books yeah there are kids books and I used to have a Thomas the train engine like train because <laughs> wow. like of course you know, go figure. I really like cars and trains when I was little. So I had a lot of like <laughs> matchbox cars and like, yeah, add that to the lesbian list. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, that's why other little girls didn't want to play with those. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> biggest collection of matchbox cars, matchbox cars ever. But yeah, I, I don't remember a ton of like the storyline. I really just remember I held on to this like toy train for way too long like to the point where I was like what is this again oh yeah this is like a kid's toy <laughs> you know wait were you you were a matchbox kid not a not a hot wheels kid oh uh I guess I was a little bit of both it kind of just depended on whatever I could convince my mom to buy me to I was a big hot wheels kid yeah, I was I was I was kind I of bougie like, about the brand. I was like I'm a Hot Wheels kid. I feel like Hot Wheels were more expensive, so it kind of just depended. So I definitely had like some Hot Wheels stuff and that was the stuff I would want, but like I wouldn't always be able to. So cuz they had the coolest like ramps and shit you know what I mean right yeah so that was the thing right like you bought yeah. the Hot Wheels yeah and then you you got to have like the Hot Wheels track and right the Hot Wheels like carrying case it was like a suitcase to like display all your cars on the go right yeah they had like all of the coolest stuff so like I had like off-brand Hot Wheels and then my best friend growing up um was like not super spoiled, but he definitely had all the cool toys, so he got all mm. of the Hot Wheels and all of the superhero toys and stuff, so I would just go over to his house and play with them there. <laughs> I distinctly remember a moment where I had bought the Hot Wheels carrying case, and I was like, yeah, this thing is awesome. It's like the coolest thing I've ever owned. And like on it, it said like does not work with other model car brands or something. And my mom was like, whatever, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And like got me a bunch of like Matchbox cars. Sure enough, they didn't fit by like an eighth of an like a millimeter. Right. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is ingenious. I'm like, Hot Wheels really they were yep. like, nope, you can't take our fake chassis size. Like, <laughs> what is this? Do you uh, know the Hot Wheels cars go for like big, big money? Even some still? Of them. Yeah, I have seen that. Some of them do. Car people are interesting. You can sell model cars actually for a lot of money, weirdly, too. Well, so like <laughs> 
you know the Funko Pops that I yeah. have a few of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah. Like, Wait, do I have some behind me? No. I was gonna say you. Ha- I think you have a couple, right? I, I do. Got some I got of the a, horror ones, right? I, I do, and I got a personalized one at the Funko Pop store in downtown LA. By the way, oh, right. I have a, yes, yes, yes. a Funko me. <laughs> I would love one of those. The, it was pretty fun. I highly recommend. It was worth it going because they have like not only all the Funkos but also like giant Funkos. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, I've heard, no, I've heard it's super cool. Um, but so like those have new releases and new releases mm-hmm. have limited runs and like those are worth money. Hot Wheels does the same thing. They mm-hmm. have like a new release and those new releases have like whatever. So. You know, you see these people at, at Targets or whatever, like, sifting through boxes to find, like, the Funko Pop. They do the same thing with Hot Wheels. And I'm like, oh, my God, wait, what? Like, Hot Wheels are still collectible? Like, I had no idea that people were still fighting for the – and I'm like, do they even make enough new cars to keep up with production? Like, Funko, you can make a character from any movie, right? Like, what variation – like, paint jobs? I'm like, I don't – Yeah, I guess – paint jobs or like they could do like re-release old cars that they don't release often anymore especially for people who are like car collectors they would take like you know rare old vehicles but it's just fascinating to me i just can't (laughs) i i i I don't get it that's the toy collecting genre i think like is interesting because it's so fun like i in my past life had a lot of friends who did like comic cons and like cosplay and stuff. And those people tend to collect toys, um, heavily. (laughs) No. And like, but like, I could never have an entire room of Funko Pops, but I do think it's interesting how like, uh, many of us have sort of translated like our childhood into adulthood this way. Like, like some people have, kept very childlike and stuck with the toys and the things that made them feel comfortable but like adults collect weird shit too so like adults that are collecting hot wheels cars because they're car people like you're still a big kid (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah yeah your cars are still just toys they're just big toys like yeah no that's fair that's fair (laughs) i was uh reading about investment stuff the other day like the investment down and dirty basics or whatever and people were Mm -hmm. like Super, the first bullet point was like, investment is, is, takes a lot of forms. You can invest in physical things like baseball cards or coins. And I'm like, oh my God, right, baseball cards. Oh, oh yeah. Those are still worth loads of money. And like, my brother's got a Magic Johnson card that was signed by him, like, when he was still in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's got that in a safety deposit box somewhere that he's going to keep forever. And then one day he's like, well, eventually when magic dies, it'll be worth a lot of money. And I'm like, <laughs> will it though? I guess. See, that's all a gamble. I guess that's, you're right when you say like investment, but like, I feel like that's all a gamble. Cause like my, um, <clears throat> my ex used to be like this where he was always like, no, you like, you can hold on to that. Cause it's going to be a lot of money when it came to like cars and musical instruments which, like, that kind of makes sense a little bit, but even cars go through phases, right? So, like, yeah. he was very into, like, a very specific kind of car that looks like kind of a Bronco, which, like, that wasn't trending for a really long time. So it was easy to find those for super cheap. And then all of a sudden they became popular and it was really easy to sell them for a lot of money. But, like, yeah. that comes in waves. And so, like, the same thing with, like... Um, and I was just watching like a show about this, but like I had a fuck ton of Beanie Babies 
And like a bunch. Those all lost their value, right? Absolutely. A a million percent. Like they're worth nothing. And so many people held onto them and collected them, had rooms full of them. Yeah, for years. For years. And we're like, I'm going to sell these for so much. And like totally lost all. I sold like an entire like garbage bag full of them for like 20 bucks. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I did read about that. And that was like relatively recent. Like the the beanie baby bubble finally popped in like the last like five years people were like oh yeah no these have no resale value and the mm-hmm. the company is like we're reprinting all of them we don't care anymore well yeah like, it's like oh yeah okay because well, they really i think the company really fucked themselves on that but it's just like they transformed into something else and they're still making money so why do they care about the beanie babies like There's no reason to, you know what I mean? And so like with things like that, like with baseball cards, like, like I understand there's some things, there's a better chance that they will hold their value. But even that, like you are really risking that you're holding onto that card that somebody in the future will give a shit enough to pay you what you want for it. Yeah, I think it's interesting because if you tie a thing to a person, it keeps more value. Right. So like. Elvis guitar. Right. Right? Like, you kept this guitar and you're like, yeah, he was a fun dude that I met in a club one time. Right. I don't know. And then fast forward 60 years and it's like, oh my God, he's like the biggest icon. Right. And you got super lucky in that way. Or it could go the other way and it ends up being like one of our disastrous Me Too situations right now. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I kept a Kevin Spacey suit for 15 years thinking one day this is going to pay off from a beautiful mind. Right. He's not in a beautiful mind. What's he in? Um, um, it's not a beautiful mind. What's American the Beauty. The, um, is that the one? American Beauty. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the yeah, one with the roses. Yeah, yeah. I kept his button-up shirt from... I don't even know. I've never even seen the movie. I don't even know if he wears a button-up shirt. From American Beauty for 15 years, right? And I thought one day I'm going to cash in when he dies. Oh, shit. He's canceled. Right. He's so canceled, he's doing indie films that he can hardly even get a job in. <laughs> and it's like, ah, yeah. So, so, But then there's safer stuff, right? Like uh, Ken Ricky Jr. Ken Ricky Jr. Ken, 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 Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> his... His rookie card. There's only ever going to be one rookie card. And if he ends up being a decent player, that was pretty safe. And you're going to spend loads of, like, you're, you're going to make money. So, yeah, this is all a really big way of saying it's gambling, but it's like gambling with a piece that you're holding on to forever. So it's like gambling and hoarding had a baby. Yeah, it, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. It's like if gambling and hoarding had a baby, then you'd have collectors. <laughs> oh my god i have it right right yes i so i have a story about gambling of so course I've you been, do i know i know i know it's my vice so i've been i've been buying scratch off tickets massachusetts is a Why? two dollar <laughs> well because massachusetts is a two dollar crossword and i'm like all right if i spend 10 bucks and get five of them that's a lot five of them i'll, I'll feel a lot better and so i was doing them at work the other day mm-hmm. and this patient's family member comes walking up to me and they're like, yeah, I uh, I hit it big one time. I was like, oh really? Like, I'm fascinated. How much? And they go, well, I was at a, it was at. Uh, they're like, well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a scratcher. It was I was in a casino. I was like, oh, okay, great. I'm still I'm still in this store. I still want to know how much. <laughs> I still need to know. I still need to know. Yeah, I'm still being nosy. And at this point, this person's like this far away from me. And they're like, well, I put two dollars into a slot machine. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened? <laughs> like, tell me. I want to know. And they go. I hit for $1.1 million. And I said, shut the fuck up. No way. 
No, no way. way. And they were like, no, seriously. I was on my way out of the casino. I saw a $2 uh, slot machine that I thought looked cool. I sat down. I put in one credit's worth, hit the button, and hit for $1.1 million. That's And insane. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, how much did you get to take home? And they were like, well, after federal tax and Massachusetts tax, which for those of you that don't know is very high mm-hmm. for a state, they were like, oh, I took home about 600000 They were like, but for two months, I was a millionaire because they hadn't gotten my taxes yet. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this human being is in their late 70s. They won in their early 70s. Wow. And, and they were like, I lost 26% off the top because I didn't want to get it over 20 some odd years. Because they were like, I'm not going to be around in 20 some odd right. years. Like, don't do that. Right. But they were saying that uh, they invested a bunch of it and whatever. And it was just so funny that they were casually were like, yeah, I hit for $1.1 million. And I was like, Whoa, what? <laughs> I'm like, I just hit for 10 and I'm over here like crying tears of joy. You hit for $1.1 million. I'm like, oh my God. That's crazy. Well, winning $1.1 million in a casino is way better than winning 1.1 million in the lottery it's not public record oh okay casinos casinos don't have the same legal obligation to share who's winning what money with the public so the lottery has to because they have to they have to seem transparent it it can't be a rigged system or nobody buys into it right? right so like you have to be transparent with who wins what only a very select few amount of states allow you to claim it with a trust or through someone else so that your name isn't published. Massachusetts is one of them. You can claim it through a trust. So if I ever oh, hit it huge on the lottery, I would go straight to an attorney and be like, I need you to set me up a trust <laughs> through four names to get back to me so that I can publish the trust's name and not my own so that people wouldn't hunt me down and do terrible things. Because <laughs> nothing would change. If I, if I won the lottery tomorrow... I would pay off all my debt. I'd pay off my family's debt. Yeah. And then I would still go to work. Yeah. I, that's how most people function after they win the lottery. Because you don't get paid out all at once anyway. You can. You have the option to. You take a penalty. Oh, do you? But you have the option to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it were me and I hit it big tomorrow, let's say I win a million dollars, I would take whatever off the top to get a bulk payment now. And then I would diversify and invest the shit out of it. I would probably invest in a little, a tiny bit in real estate, some version of like an office space or something. And then the rest of it would just go to taxes. Or to, um, <laughs> to, ta- the to taxes. Yeah, to taxes. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> the, the American way. <laughs> the American way. Most of it will go to taxes that don't help us in any way whatsoever, shape or form. It's super funny to say that the Massachusetts lottery had a commercial the other day that was like, the lottery bought this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, how nice of Massachusetts to share what the lottery is buying. That's fascinating. <laughs> like, like, Iowa never did that. Iowa was always like, play the lotto, win it big, yeah. leave the Midwest. Yeah, right? <laughs> they, never told, it they never told you what you were paying for. Um, but Massachusetts is like, this school, and this school, and this thing, and this thing. And I'm like, oh, huh. I think they're trying to make themselves seem better, but, you know, that's interesting. Oh, 100%. Um, but, yeah, no, in Illinois, it always felt like no one ever won. It just felt like every week it was, like, biggest win ever. Last week, no one won, so it's bigger now. <laughs> You're like, how? It ha- happens. A lot of those quick pick numbers or whatever, that happens a lot. And I, 
I never understood the quick pick number things. Like there's people who play the same six numbers yeah. every single day. My dad's in that the person. Hopes. Yeah, across, you know, X amount. Of, and they're like, eventually these numbers will be right. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen the way that you think it's going to happen. Yeah, probably not in your fucking lifetime. <laughs> what if you... It's, okay, so let's have a fun question. If you won the lottery tomorrow, what is the one big stupid thing that you would buy? Everything else is paid for. What's the one very lucrative thing, like, you know, expense, luxury item that you would buy? I don't know. That's, like, a hard question because I'm not, like, really that person. Like, the first thing I would think of is I would, like, pay my rent for the next two years. <laughs> Right, like, right, right. Off yes. the bat. So like after all, like after all that's paid for, like after everything else is taken care of. Literally, the biggest thing I could think of is like a Peloton. <laughs> oh my god, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like, can I have your size dreams? Can we? Can we trade? Like, can I? Oh. Yeah. Like honestly, like I'm not that type of person. So like I'm already like I have too many things. Like I don't know what I would buy. The, I think like if anything, maybe I would move to the south of france like that's probably what i would try to figure out how to do the south of france yeah <laughs> france yeah free of all the countries free healthcare and all the cheese in the world do you have any but idea? there's other <laughs> there's other european countries and france not france is one of the best ones so i just okay french people if you're listening i love you please not take obviously she doesn't so do take it the wrong no way. <laughs> i do I'm just saying, their their records in past conflict would not make me feel very secure in the country. Are you talking about, like, wars from 200 years ago, or... I'm talking about wars from, oh, I don't know, 60 years ago. Okay, but then that's most of Europe, then. Correct. So, <laughs> like, I, like... But, correct, well, that's not... England... England was never conquered. They still suffered quite a bit. Let's not. <laughs> they did, but they didn't surrender and they weren't conquered. Let's not. I'm just going to throw that they out were there. Sur- they're surrounded by water. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I, under- I understand the idiocy of this. Okay? You are I do, like, such an American and is insane. Yes. 100%. <laughs> like- yes. Yeah. So this is this is the this is the corn fed Christine mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah, where it's a hundred percent. What do you what do you think about first yourself? <laughs> the second thing you think about is your loved ones, and the third thing you think about your is country. If the world exp- yeah, yeah, yes. If the world explodes tomorrow, whose team am I on? Who's picking me in gym class? And do I want to be on France's team or do I want to be on the U.S. team? Yeah, I'm not going to be on the U.S. team, though. I'm just going to be straight up with you. Like, we I, are in most in in 99 percent of the things. The answer is no. But all out war. I'm picking the U.S. Yeah, I just you know think. all out war. I think I'm going to be on Russia's side, unfortunately. <laughs> like, all out oh, war, my God. No all out war. I'm pulling out the Polish and I'm going to be like, yo, um, Jinkuya. <laughs> dude i cannot i cannot (laughs) like there's not there's not a lot the u.s does well it's not war it's not war it's not war it hasn't been in a long time blowing shit up is something that we are semi-decent at the afghanistan war not great we didn't have a great showing that's fair vietnam war also not great korean war also not great but and you're talking about countries that didn't have huge military presences to begin with, and we already no. were struggling. 
Correct. But we lost the same way in all three of those wars. Right. And that was urban guerrilla warfare, right. which is very effective, which is what Ukraine is doing currently right. against Russia. And it's very effective. Right. Like, correct. This is all correct. <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm never, I'm never going to not agree with you. This is all correct. I'm just trying to point out that your logic isn't logical. <laughs> No, it's it's flawed. It is flawed. But back to gambling. Oh yeah. In in my mind, the safer bet would be the U.S. Is would be the U.S. And and there's a few reasons for that. If I you were born a fighter and tomorrow, in well, that. But if I became a fighter tomorrow, I need to be able to read instructions on things that I'm doing. That's fair. And I need to I need to do that in English, right? Like if they were like, hey. Suit up. You're in Top Gun. You gotta go, you gotta go <laughs> oh be the new God. Maverick. I'm like, all right, of cool. Course. Give me the instruction manual. And if they hand me the instruction manual and it's in fucking Russian, I'm screwed. Well, okay. Yeah, I can't. True. Many of us would be. Right. So that's like, that's, uh, that's that, but that hedges my bets, right? Because I'm like, yeah, all right. So like, I'm a little safer because I can read what I'm doing. But that goes, it's the same for, for England, right? Because I can read everything in England. Okay. So it would be like, England, Scotland, Canada, <laughs> those are your countries. It's like solitude. <laughs> Solidarity, Yeah, and you know, honestly, if I had to really pick and they were like, you can go to the US, you can go to Canada, I'd probably be like, eh, Canada or Australia. Oh, yeah. There's also, because, Aust- sorry uh, for our Aussie friends. <laughs> slash New Zealand. Australia has a pretty robust military. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't fuck with the Australians. I guess, like, if I had to pick somewhere to hide, it would for sure be the seventh circle of hell that is Australia. Right. So I'm like, you know, I don't... Anyway, my point is... (laughs) The point is, if the world is blowing up, go to Australia. (laughs) Right. And your your lottery win of going to the south of France is fine. (laughs) I just... I couldn't do it because in my nonsensical brain, if we ever had a military complex disaster, I would rather it be with me in the U.S. than not. And but, realistically, like, I guess that makes sense because in the U.S. you are kind of on an island farther away from other countries, whereas in France it's kind of like being Texas. Right. And you're like, your closest allies are also just as small as right. you. And like, right. So when you guys rally, it's like, no, we're getting creamed anyway. And like, that's... And that's right. That's why World War II was such a disaster because Germany got so big so fast. It was like eh, <laughs> we're all just crushed. Do you know how? Do you know how France surrendered to Germany? Because it's a fascinating story in World War II. Um, I believe I have heard it, but please enlighten our reader, our listeners. So, readers. in readers. <laughs> so in not. World War One, Germany surrendered to France in a train car. Hitler hunted down that same train car. He's so petty. Took it into France and made made France surrender in that same train car. He was such a showman, you know what I mean? He really was. Like, he, but I mean that's 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 how he got into power, right? He was so charismatic and he could he could he could motivate a sloth to be better. It better in his mind, which was clearly flawed and awful. Right. But but you know, be transformative. That was that was and that's you could argue that's why Trump did as well as he did because no, he rallied the right people at the right time. Yeah. And I was going to say the same thing. That, it was the Trump effect. Yep, it's that perfect storm of strife and and charisma. It's the same thing. Um. Yeah. I don't. Mm, yeah. I don't. We're sprinkling some financial hardship. I don't know if I love saying charisma as much as I love saying manipulation, but I think I think charisma does give. Um, an air of like 
especially in, in like the Trump effect, an era of like, oh, it was an accident. It was just like a perfect storm of events. Whereas like manipulation makes it feel like they knew what they were doing. And I don't want to give Trump that much credit. <laughs> but you know, charismatic people are often manipulative and can be manipulative. Extremely. Yeah. Like we, like we've talked about this. I, charisma is a superpower and you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. And I can very easily. Well, that's the truth with manipulation as well. Well, that's my point. So I can very easily tell when I am manipulating someone or if I could manipulate someone. Same. See, I have a real... Okay, this is interesting because I have a really hard com- hard time with this because I feel like all manipulation is bad. And I've been talking with my therapist. So I'm trying to figure this out. And she mm-hmm. was like, it depends on the, level, on the level of harm. Like, are you intending to cause or will this like harm the person? If the answer is yes, then you should not do it. If the answer is no, then you're it is what it is and I'm but like, it still but, feels gross but it still feels gross so like are we calling manipulation without harm charisma now or like i'm now i'm like it's actually that's <laughs> yeah know? actually and you could you could even go a step further and go we call that sales totally well no see i do feel like sales is manipulation sometimes though <laughs> no no that's what i'm saying like so manipulation without harm yeah is charisma okay but i would argue that that is right next to sales okay. like that's fair i am selling you on a product now if the product is to harm you then now we're, we're strictly in the manipulation okay camp, okay right like if i'm tr- if i'm trying to scam you we are in we are in manipulation right. territory but if it's just to make a sale and you like the product and it doesn't hurt your bank account it doesn't hurt anything at right. all that's just charisma i'm just charismatic i just i've just convinced you to buy something right. that that benefits us both right that's like this is why I think the English language is so interesting because I would also call that like, well, you're also persuasive. Like you have, you're, you're definitely yeah. persuasive. Yep. Um, but just being persuasive doesn't necessarily mean that you're charismatic. And it's like, that's very interesting. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. So I'm, I, I've been told often that I am charismatic, but I'm not very persuasive in that like, I can't walk up to somebody and talk them into doing mm-hmm. something. But if I have a casual conversation with mm-hmm. someone and I drop a few words in a few a few places, my brain knows that I will at the very least commit inception. <laughs> I will make you think about that idea. Commit. And commit when- inception. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, you remember you remember the movie, right? <laughs> oh my god. Yes. You remember the movie. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was a so, crime so for though. Video, <laughs> it's not what- for those of you that don't know the movie Inception, the oh whole God. thing is that they they get into they get into this dreamscape where they plant a seed, an inception of an idea, and it's a crime because you can't. It's illegal to invade people's dreams, <laughs> duh. And Not so, currently, but it will be. No, but so so I I I can if I'm making the effort commit Inception, planting a seed of doubt or planting an idea and hoping that it grows in the way that I want it to grow. It might not. I might yeah. not have it. I might not be able to cultivate it to grow in what I want it to, and that thus I would argue I'm not very persuasive. But I put the plant there, and the plant is there. Now, charismatic and manipulation, I've done to get out of trouble. Yeah, and that is this like, I've had run-ins. Yeah, that's the sleazy. End, right? Yeah, I've had I've had run-ins with police where I've been like, here we go, and I've leaned into having white privilege. Mm-hmm. Like I've leaned into being like, I'm white masculine looking this benefits me let me make some jokes about a sports team that i know that mm. you like like let me let me just kind of schmutz it up right. with you so that i know i'm gonna walk out of yeah. this thing 
is that harming anybody? Maybe if I'm Ted Bundy, right? Which he did. Ted Bundy was very charismatic and he got out of being in all this trouble. He had a body in his fucking car. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Like, I just. He smiled his way through all of his trials. Through all of it. (laughs) Through all of it. And the man got away with it. And he got a woman pregnant while I was incarcerated. Oh, I know. Like. I know. I just. Anyway. Anyway. There's there's a fine line to walk between charisma and manipulation and all of it. And all, all that of stuff. It, yeah. And Hitler and Trump both I think have a level of charisma both, yeah. of like that confidence yeah. of like what I'm saying and doing makes sense yep. and they know how to make it manipulation. Is Trump an idiot? 100%. But his business tactics Taught him how to talk to people to get his way, and totally. how to talk to people to get his way. Yeah. Yep, to get his way to to make that sale, yeah. and he right. did it to the right people at the right time because there was the perfect storm of strife, financial right. crisis, and 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 anger and and hatred. And he basically he went. So this tiny group of people thinks this way, but nobody's saying it out loud. I'm gonna walk up there and I'm gonna say it out loud and I'm gonna see what see, happens. And he, I and hate he did. giving him that much credit because I don't really think that's what happened. I think most normal human beings, that's what would have happened. But for him, I really think it was like I'm gonna say what I think, and these people seem to love it. So I'm gonna keep saying it because these people seem to love it. I'm gonna say more of it because these 100%. people seem to love it. One hundred percent. And like, I think it I was think just people, that over and over again for him. I think I think people in his circle very much were like, oh shit, this guy, we can throw him on a podium and we can get some shit done. And they were like, hey, you should go do this. Yeah, just go stand in front of that group yeah. of people, spout out that yeah. shit again, and then we'll handle right, the rest. Yeah. And then he got and then he got in power and then he was like, All right, I'm gonna hire this guy and this guy and this guy. And they're like, hold yeah. away. <laughs> These are not the people we yeah. want. These people also don't want to yeah. be here. So they're fucking resigning and quitting and being fired yeah. left and right. And then he's like, well, wait, I'm confused. Yeah, I feel like that's also what happens is it was like it, a bunch of people around him were like, well, whatever, he'll be the puppet. And then he got into power and he's like, I have all the power. And everyone was like, whoa, exactly. yeah, he, you really don't Yeah, <laughs> Hold on. He little man syndrome in the house. <laughs> yeah, totally. and, then, and then they were like, hold up, wait, you can't throw the truck. We're taking the truck away from you. You can't throw the truck. We're taking <laughs> yeah. it away from you. You, you don't keep doing that. Take your ball and go. Yeah, take your ball and go home. And he was like, "Hold up, now, no, yeah. I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna cancel the Paris Act. I'm gonna hang out with Russia all the time." And they were like, "Hold up, wait, no, 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 no." no. And then they were like, "All right, hands up. I guess this is just what the GOP is now, and we hate everything." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. they just what, resigned to be not, like terrorized by a toddler. They're like, "Well, we can't control right. him." So, N- right, not not to be not to be um too political here but guys we have no idea the damage that this human being did and we won't for another 10 years like you can't ever judge a president until 10 years after their presidency which is why we are just now seeing all the true effects of what like george w did and you know all that stuff but we can all i think all agree that the man had zero social tact when it came to anything other than being a bigot like he just yeah. didn't. He just didn't. And right, wrong, or indifferent. Like my father loves me. He loves gays. He's all mm-hmm. about it. But he loved Trump's economy, his economic standing, because he's an old white right, man. Right. Yeah. And he appealed. And to he's old like, white he's men. like, sweetie. Exactly. He's like, sweetie, I love you. I also really love my retirement account. He's like, and I believe that there are enough people fighting for you and the gay rights that exist that. 
I can vote on a, on on multiple issues. Multiple issues for me is my wealth and my economic standing. I'm retiring, and I'm like, Dad, I love you. You're <laughs> yeah, and that's fine because we can have those conversations or whatever. So it's like I don't want people to be like, Oh my God, she's just a Trump hater. Like I don't like him. This is correct, but there are, you know, I I can I can have a conversation about why he was good at certain things that he did and whatever else. But also, the man banked on the previous administration's unemployment rates, like. Yeah. The changes that o- Obama did didn't – you don't see those things until after they're gone, right. right? So, like, you start to see them in Trump's administration. And Trump's like, oh, my God, it was me. Oh, right, me. right. Which, like, I think so, a, like no. some, a lot of people understand. But, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Um, thankfully, he's been kind of MIA and gone for a little bit. Let's hope it stays that way. But – We'll see if the circle's back. Oh, uh, this episode's running long, but I would like to answer um, the question that I originally asked you that started the whole France conversation. Oh yeah, what would you would you what would you spend your money on? My luxury item would one hundred percent be a fully electric motorcycle and a fully electric Ooh, car. Oh okay, yeah, those are good ones. <laughs> I I really want, like, I don't want a Tesla. I want a fully electric SUV. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to pay for one right now because I don't have a yeah, car payment. I hear you. And I want a motorcycle, but I don't want to pay for the gas because yeah. of the motorcycle. I want an electric that motorcycle. Would be, that's a really good one, actually. I would 100% buy an electric car, especially out here in Southern California. Because there's charging yeah. stations literally everywhere. Everywhere. The yeah. Corner. There's a lot in Massachusetts, but just not – I don't have any outside power in my apartment. So it's like I wouldn't have any way to charge at home. And I'm like, that's what's keep. That's a big thing for right now is why Ooh, I'm like, Ooh, check, check um, any parking garages near you. Well, there's like so public libraries oh, nice. have them, and like okay, some of our okay. grocery stores mm-hmm. have them. But if it takes a half hour to an hour to do like even a half charge, it's like, do I really want to leave an extra half hour, or hour early in the morning to yeah. get this done to make it to work? Like, but my job is talking about putting in charging oh, stations. I think they'll start popping up. So, I mean, either way, you did yeah. win the lottery, so I guess you have some time to figure this out. <laughs> this is correct. So, on that yep. note. Thank you so much for joining us on Roller this coaster. very long ride. It started with Try. We didn't really talk we about We did because we talked about Murray. He is the epitome of trying. Oh, right. He, he does right. not give up. Yes, he is the epitome of trying. He doesn't give up. <laughs> we talked about Hitler being petty. We talked about the, the Trump-Hitler parallels. Charisma versus manipulation. The jury's still out. It was a whole thing. This went far. This was a lot. This is a it lot did. really it was very a lot early in the morning. <laughs> It is very early for us. My medication just kicked in before this started. So I think that's why I was so hyper-focused on able to really complete some thoughts oh, in there. All so. I kept seeing was my notifications reminding me to take mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.